of Kenda Traction Interaction. I'm Rob Chesler, East Coast Sales Manager for Kenda Tire. With me today, we have our Midwest Sales Manager, Mr. Ed Kozan. Ed, happy Friday, my friend. How are you doing today? Hello, Rob. Hello, everybody. Uh, fantastic Friday, living in the uh, Midwest, uh, based out of Indianapolis. It is uh, sunny and some warm spring-like temperatures ahead, which also means allergy season. But uh, other than that, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we, I guess like with anything, we have to take the good with the bad. You know, it's uh, I hate to uh, jump the gun here and uh, say it looks like spring is upon us. But, you know, it's nice to see the uh, snows finally melting. And um, we're going to be looking at temperatures uh, here touching up into the 60s uh, this weekend in my neck of the woods. So it's going to be nice to get out, get a little fresh air and a, and a little yes. sun. That will be outstanding. Yeah, no, perfect. Spring is upon us. Things are looking up. Winter is over. Busy times ahead, it seems. Well, busy, busy it is. I can tell you that in uh, some of my journeys, it seems that the uh, service shops out there are uh, getting busier. And, uh, you know, with the latest round of stimulus money and some folks now that are starting to see their uh, tax returns, uh, you know, I would have to imagine that that's going to fuel more sales for uh, tires over the coming weeks. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I've got a, uh, I've got one of our, one of our customers is a uh, large multi-location uh, retailer and the conversation I had with those guys earlier in the week from uh, being in the store, actually getting my winter tires changed back over was the, uh, the huge uptick in business, huge uptick in sales volume, especially the last week or 10 days as some of the, uh, some of the stimulus money is starting to hit the bank accounts, which is fantastic for our industry. So it seems like that's a very, uh, very emerging, you know, in the usual uptick of kind of spring emerging, but also the stimulus money is appears to be going right to tires and auto service, which is fantastic. So, yeah, if I heard you uh, correctly there, Ed, it sounds like you're taking the leap here and uh, you're done with winter, right? You're getting the winter tires off and you're just uh, full blown ahead, moving on to spring. <laughs> that's that's right. It's it, uh, yeah, I mean, actually a true story. Uh, again, living kind of in the Indianapolis, we see a lot of more of the cold temperatures and, and freezing, uh, you know, freezing rain, freezing ice, uh, than we do a lot of snow. So actually with the mild winter that we had, I didn't even bother putting the winter tires on until early January, right for Christmas. And, uh, you know, it kind of seems kind of weird to be taking them off only two weeks later and only really needed them for about a week and a half worth of fall weather. But yeah, that that's kind of the official, we're over this, it's time to get into the spring mode. So yeah, I, I've made it official on my end. So I hope everybody else does their part. Well, I mean, I, I think that, you know, just going forward uh, from here on out, instead of listening to uh, Puxatawney Phil or Staten Island Sam or whatever other gopher is out there that might see a shadow, I think we should, you know, just kind of follow your lead. And when you say winter's over, uh, that's it. it. You take the tire, winter tires off and uh, it's time to move on. But uh, yeah, we'll do that. I'll get I'll get an air horn and we'll just kind of that'll be the proclamation. Let's do that. There we go. Well, I'll tell you one, yeah. one place where they don't really have to worry about uh, winter tires is um, out west. Uh, yeah, recently, uh, King of the Hammers. And we have uh, two of our counterparts, um, Dave Alari and uh, Michael Higgs, that cover the central and western part of the United States. were recently out there um, defending mm -hmm. King of the Hammers. So they were right out there in the desert and uh, 
you know, I, I bring that up because one of the things I want to speak about today is the uh, Kenda Cleaver, the KR601, the RT tire, and um, really plays a key role in that off-road segment. You know, a lot of customers are uh, continuing to gravitate to that. It uh, just strikes the right balance of um, price and performance, or as we like to say, premium performance at a value price. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's uh, I'll I'll certainly follow your lead on that. I mean, it sounds like the uh, you know the king of the hammers, obviously being a large West Coast event, but that also kind of follows on the heels of I think many more events that we're starting to see open up in the uh, car community and truck community as far as you know restrictions, attendance, that sort of thing is looking up. So that that's really a good sign for us. Too. Absolutely, I think uh, this year is going to be uh, a better year in terms of those events. Um, versus what we saw last year. You know, it was unfortunate with everything going on. You know, so many events last year that were uh, either canceled altogether or uh, postponed only then at a later date to be canceled yet again. So I'm, uh, I'm pretty confident that this go around this year, we should see a lot of these events uh, take place. And it'll be nice to see uh, some of these things uh, open back up again, uh, you know, in the automotive community. The, um, For sure. You know, with the uh, KR601, as I mentioned, the RT tire, uh, we do have some exciting news there. We've uh, introduced about 10 new sizes on the RT. And, uh, mm -hmm. Ed, if, if you'd be so kind to uh, indulge me here for a moment, I'm just going to rattle off those uh, sizes real quick so people can get a feel for what it is that we're uh, adding to the, uh, to the RT uh, segment here. So it's, please do. We, got, we have some good ones. Yeah, so so the, and these are, these are certainly sizes that the... Uh, you know, that the customers are uh, looking for out there. So it starts off with a uh, mm -hmm. LT 285-7518. We've uh, added a LT 265-5020. We have LT 285-5020. This is an interesting one. We have a 33 by 9.5-15 LT. And, you know, I got myself a little bit confused when I was thinking about this one earlier because I was saying, you know, Kenda isn't so much about where the industry is right now it's about where the industry has been and that's where we are today and as soon as i said that to myself i i got all discombobulated as you might imagine and, and was wondering what rob what are you even saying so i guess what i'm trying to say on that is everything old is new again and with these sizes um and this one being a great example, you know, we're seeing that uh, customer demand for some of those retro sizes. You know, we're seeing people uh, gravitate towards those older model uh, off-road vehicles, the old Broncos, older model Jeeps. And they want to do those, whether you call it a resto mod or just, uh, you know, uh, an old school restoration. And, you know, with that, you know, we're not just making the sizes for, you know, the higher end of the spectrum that where the uh, market has gone to those larger sizes, but we're also accommodating the folks that are looking for those smaller sizes that are more in line with uh, where the uh, industry has been, because, again, that's where the industry is today. And I'm starting to get myself confused again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You make a great point, actually. I just did. I just did some training for uh, one of our customers, one of our uh, wholesale dealers, earlier this week, and I kind of I gave them the same size rundown list. I don't want to steal your thunder on some of the other sizes, but that was the interesting one, the thirty-three uh, nine fifty fifteen, because you nailed it. it it's uh, 
it's not obviously a popular size, but we've done a little bit of background. I mean, every, every size that we've done, we've been trying to be very deliberate in terms of fitments that are uh, not only emerging, but also, like you said, kind of what's old is new again sometimes. And we, we found some opportunity there, we believe, because of the fact that there's not a lot of people that are building those sizes. And you nailed it. I mean, Resto Mods, your, your old Broncos, your Toyota FJs. Um, and certainly some of the earlier uh, Jeep CJ chassis and, and, and uh, you know, mid 80s, 90s Wranglers, um, those were kind of some go-to sizes in that. And you're seeing that where the, the resto mods and just restoration period correct kind of things are becoming a popular thing again. And there is just not a lot of, um, not a lot of companies that are just building one tier one, tier two, tier three, whoever there's not many companies that are out there doing that. So we think we'll have some pretty good success in finding a niche uh, within those enthusiast audiences that are into that. I think that might be an interesting one. And certainly too, I mean, you're up in the Northeast, uh, you know, up in the, and same thing there, a little bit of the rust belt where, you know, you don't see a lot of old, uh, a lot of old vehicles like that, but down in the South and then out in the West, those still actually tend to be, probably a little bit more high volume. Um, and I think kind of the West coast based where we'll continue to see more of those trends than we will probably on the East coast and in the Midwest, certainly, sure. but I'm kind of excited to see where that one goes. Yeah. And I, and I like the word that you use there, uh, period. Correct. So, uh, like, like I said before, whether it's resto mod, whatever, uh, old school, uh, period. Correct. I think is really the, uh, the best way to describe it. And, uh, you know, it's what the customers are looking for. It's a growing market yeah. and, uh, we're happy to uh, be able to uh, supply that for the uh, customers. So that was the, uh, 33, nine and a half by 15. We also have a 35 by 12 and a half, 15, uh, we now get into uh, same line. Yeah, yep, yeah. We get into some of the uh, 37s as well. So that's that's new uh, for the uh, RT segment as well. Uh, at least for us, the uh, 37 uh, size. So we have 37 by 12 and a half, 17, 37 by 12 and a half, 20, 37 by 12 and a half, 22, and then we're adding in the 24 inch diameter. So we get up to that that mm -hmm. larger uh, the other end of the spectrum there, a little bit more modern fitments. Uh, 33 by 12 and a half, 24. And 35 by 12 and a half, 24. So basically, Ed, we got a little something for everybody uh, in that RT segment, depending on what the customer is uh, interested in. Yeah, we do. The uh, the 37s were really uh, very much a, a challenge for us. Uh, initial building uh, plant limitations, kind of that's one of the questions that I get from from some of our dealers from time to time. Well, hey, you know, when, when's Kenda going to come out with 37, 37, 37, 37? And, you know, I'm proud to announce we did that. I mean, so our, our plant in Vietnam where we build these is fairly new, having been coming online basically in 2017, only a couple of years old. But some of the, the production size limitations in the build, uh, that requires some additional equipment investment. We've got that, you know, got that done. So, yeah, with these added, that's going to be pretty exciting. Um, worthy of note, you know, I know it was discussed that, that we we're going to kind of do a preview and a build based around showing off the 37 in our booth at SEMA last year, which, of course, didn't happen mm. so it's uh not as much of a not as much of a show and tell right. as it would or could have been but yeah very excited to get the 37s out there dealer interest in uh wholesale dealers that i deal with that are looking at bringing that on and who have ordered that uh on our on the t order taking to build process starting this month in march when they've come on there is uh you know it's, it's starting to take off so i think that's definitely same thing where where a lot of the enthusiast market is at we're, we're there as well so that's 
Sort that's very good. Yeah, uh, a lot of enthusiasm in that uh, off-road segment. Uh, the RT uh, again. We have a lot of enthusiasm around the uh, RT. We're one of the handful of manufacturers uh, right now that's producing uh, the RT that really splits that difference nicely between the AT, which may not be aggressive enough, and an MT tire, which is uh, maybe a little too aggressive. So uh, with that, you know, as we always like to say, Ed, podium to pavement. Um, we've seen the RT perform uh, a, a number of these off-road events, and it's that same uh, mm -hmm. DOT tire that the um, Kenda-sponsored racers are using that our customers can uh, purchase right off the shelf. Um, with the keeping the theme of podium to pavement, the other side of the spectrum uh, takes us to a uh, passenger car with drifting and the KR20A. And I know you've been uh, up to some things lately uh, in terms of uh, involvement with drift events that fingers crossed will hopefully be uh, taking place this year, as well as some exciting new things that are happening with the uh, KR20A as well. Yeah, that's that's kind of as if anybody's listened to this before. Those are kind of my uh, my niche within the uh, within the company here as well. Is uh, our KR twenty A, our ultra high performance and uh, max performance summer compounds. A couple things of note there: um, the KR twenty A is being a production is in the process of being moved from Taiwan to Vietnam, along with a couple of our other patterns. But the KR twenty A production. Uh, turnaround, we're expecting that, uh, you know, it's, it's going to take us a little bit of time to do that, but also it kind of coincides with a couple other things I'll, I'll dive into. But yeah, um, we're in the process of moving the KR-28's production from Taiwan to Vietnam, where we produce most of the other light truck products currently in the KR-217. Um, so that's going to come online. We're expecting production on the first round of sizes. We're going to kind of do it in two, uh, two phases here, but we're anticipating care 28 production to be moved and resuming uh, Vietnam, I would say probably towards the end of uh, July, July, we'll say kind of by the end of July, we're going to start seeing some of those coming back in to uh, into production again from the Vietnam plant. So that's kind of exciting. Um, we're using a little bit of that downtime, um, using a little bit of that downtime to do some uh, compound testing. We're in the process of, rebranding or revamping that a little bit. Uh, for those that don't know, the KR20A has, uh, size depending, has two compound uh, UTQG treadwear ratings. There's a 180 and there's a 300 treadwear. The 300 is popular in the drift community because it provides a good mix of uh, tread longevity and still a pretty good amount of grip. Um, and then we have the max performance of the 180 treadwear, the UTQG. The... Uh, I should back up for just a moment. So one of the things that I looked at last year was opportunity for uh, sales avenues. Uh, the CARE 28 is very, very well known within the, the grassroots drift uh, drifting community. Sure. And mm -hmm. wanted to try to open that up to other audiences out there. So when you kind of think of grassroots level motorsports, you know, what is there? Well, they're certainly drifting, but then also you have your autocross community, guys that are doing time attack around uh, cones and, and, and tracks, as well as guys that are doing uh, high performance driving events, just uh, like your uh, BMW clubs, your Corvette clubs, um, some of those kind of uh, enthusiast groups where they're doing um, on track, uh, you know, kind of non-speed, non-timed or driving driver school, driver education events. And 
worthy of note, what I noticed is in kind of looking at some of our competitors out there, the common theme that I noticed was all around a 200 treadwear. And I know from having done autocrossing several years ago that uh, kind of the SCCA, the Sports Car Club of America, they're kind of the dominant um, sanctioning body for most of these regional um, series that are out there, regional clubs. And one interesting thing that I kept coming back to was that the minimum spec for most of these uh, rule books are based around a 200 treadwear. Now, obviously we all do our, our, each manufacturer does kind of a standardized testing and certification process for that. But at the end of the day, each manufacturer kind of sets their own. And I felt that, or I I should say, I inquired on what is involved with changing that. Um, There is some, some recertification process and there's also some testing and verification that needs to be done on that. But we were able to, um, get the compound changed over and get the UTQG corrected or updated, I guess adjusted should say to a 200 treadwear. So we'll still offer the 300 in the same sizes, the existing 180 treadwear tire sizes are going to be converted over to 200. We're in the process Mm -hmm. of making those changes. So once the plant production resumes on the care 28, we'll moving forward, new tires coming out of there will be either the 300 or the 200 treadwear. And pretty excited about that just because the autocross community, um, you know, again, the rule books kind of limit them. And there's been a lot of interest or curiosity out of our competitors. Um, I'll kind of tell you about a little testing that w- we did last week on that as well to that end. But that's kind of kind of give you guys the main reason why right. we chose to do that. So it, it's actually working well too um, because of the production change in the plants that the interesting thing is too, what I think where we would have had some overlap of 180 inventory and there's no, there's no issue with mixing or matching. I don't want to kind of cloud that in any way, but the interesting thing is, is that once the, what we're seeing now is a lot of the demand from the drifting community, people are, you know, th- that's a group where people are, don't buy four tires at a time. These guys are buying 12, 18, 20, maybe 50, uh, they buy they buy in bulk. That's for they sure. buy in bulk. Yeah, we're talking pallet quantities. So you know, if you have that kind of, um, you know, those those kind of audiences, they're they're definitely out there, and they do they they buy them in bulk. They load them up for events, and they're not afraid to burn through tires. That's the whole idea behind drifting. But yeah, um, so where what I've seen with the kind of supply issue, supply and demand coming in. Um, is that uh, you know the, the KR20A, good, bad, or indifferent? It's it's become a little hard to find because a lot of people have started to do that in preparation for the seasons, mm-hmm. and with a relatively modest to low supply um, on hand inventory already from a lot of the demand. Um, that what we're seeing is a lot of people, okay, I want to load up and I've got, you know, April, March, April is kind of beginning the season. Um, on the Kendra Racing Instagram account that I handle, I get a lot of messages like, hey, I'm looking for, two, you know, where, where's a good place to get 235, 40, 18? Where's a good place to get some of the right. 17 or 18 sizes that are a little hard to find right now? Um, but, you know, the, the, we're trying to walk through that process a little bit when trying to find help, help customers to find a good home for it. But uh, yeah, I, I think what's going to happen is that demand is kind of going to effectively, I'm doing finger quotes, going to effectively kind of use up on-hand inventory of 180. So there won't really be too many different uh, the piles to have to mix and match or, or kind of 
sure. not that, again, not that that matters, but you know, you want to try to do that if you can. So yeah, once the production on resumes, we'll have the 200 and 300 and the good thing there is, you know, again, it's going to kind of open that sales avenue up to an entirely new audience that might have had interest in the right. candid brand mm-hmm. or very curious about trying it just because the price point itself and the capability of the tire is very, you know, the word of mouth has been very strong on that. So uh, mm-hmm. I think what we're going to see there is a whole new audience of people that are interested in trying the tire and uh, opening that up. So I think the the sales increase that we'll see in time from the other um, grassroots motorsport enthu- uh, enthusiast clubs, whatever you want to call it, we'll start to see those coming in in time as well. Um, yeah, and I guess one last thing yeah. I'll kind of throw out there too that we did our with our engineers at our Kenda American Technical Center (KTC). Uh, we I was in Ohio up near Akron last week, and we did some of that compound testing of the 200s, and we compared to a couple other tires. We did uh, Falcon on the 615K Plus. We did the uh, Toyo on the Proxus R1s, as well as the uh, Federal 595RRs as a competitive set. And what we did is we had uh, we had five very very good, very top notch uh, autocross drivers come out and we were able to rent an undisclosed track for the day and go out there and test some autocross times and kind of see where the competitiveness is. Uh, A lot of these guys uh, in the autocross community, the Bridgestone RE71R has been the go-to tire for probably a good decade um, just because the price point, the consistency, um, you know, and, and longevity of those. Has, has made the RE70R kind of the, the king of king of the mountain in that uh, autocross community. So we wanted to kind of take a look at the tire relative to some of the lower priced competitors that are out there. And all the drivers that we had all have very, very extensive experience on the RE71Rs. So um, real world feedback from those people, a couple of Mitsubishi Lancer Evos, BMW M3, um, Ford Mustang GTs that were out there on track doing this autocross testing. Uh, everybody came away very impressed. We put together a little video montage. We're working on our, our uh, technical center team is kind of doing a little video. And I did some uh, interviewing from the drivers and, you know, lap times were very, very, and this is on, you know, 200 and 300 tread wear both kind of mixing it up a little bit for these guys. But the interesting thing at the end of the day was, um, you know, this, this tire, this Bridgestone, that's been uh, that's been kind of the king of the the hill for so long now. We're kind of coming on board, and the feedback from everybody was, "Wow, you know, the grip of the KR twenty A of the Kenda was amazing, very consistent, very similar to what I'm used to with the Bridgestones." Um, you know, and a lot of lap time feedbacks that uh, that also substantiated that when you look at that. So, I say all that because then it becomes well, conversation of price, right? And the discussion there sure. was um, one of the drivers that I interviewed. I said, you know, like a 265, 35, 18, I don't know. You know, what are you paying for the Bridgestone? He says, you know, usually it's about 180 to 190 a tire. And I said, well, you know, understand that the KR20A in that size, um, you're typically looking around $125. So uh, his eyes got really big when you kind of think about the fact that now with this tire that's very capable and very close to the one that everybody knows and loves, we can prove that the time is very similar uh, across, you know, a range of drivers, et cetera. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of really good opportunity because that's a very close knit, um, you know, word of mouth style community. So 
some of the testing and some of the placement and, and things that we'll continue to do with that tire, that's going to really grow that audience. And then again, much like the rest of our, uh, you know, our Kenda value segment, the premium performance at a value price, that's a perfect example. You take a $180 yep. tier one Bridgestone, compare it to the KR20A. And now I, we've saved, we saved guys, you know, $200 for, or more for a set of four tires that's going to last them through the season. So it's definitely going to um, catch on in the word of mouth community too, since we can prove ourselves in that realm. And that all just comes back to now that guys can actually test it, buy it and drive it because of the change of the treadwear. So we've kind of come full circle on that, but really interesting stuff going on kind of threw out a lot of information, but it's uh, yeah. I mean, the motorsport season is starting to kick off and same thing with a lot of the drifting. Um, we're sponsoring, we're working with, I should say, three regional drift series this year. I'll throw out one last thing for you. Okay. Um, we've partnered with U.S. Drift, which runs a lot of events out of the Virginia area. So on the East Coast, right. we're pulling a lot of people uh, in that U.S. Drift community, as well as a group called Drift Indie, which is uh, one of the oldest uh, drift organizations or drift clubs in the United States uh, going back to the mid-2000s. Um, and we're partnering with Drift Indy, so they do a lot of events here uh, between Indiana, Michigan, Ohio, and then also we've partnered with MB Drift Series and Myrtle Beach Drift, which is based out of, actually they're running at the legendary uh, Rockingham Speedway, um, former NASCAR right. track, very iconic, um, this kind of fell on some hard times after NASCAR kind of decommissioned the track, but the new ownership has been working with these guys, they've resurfaced everything, um, and it's it, it kind of a little bit of a draw because people that have some nostalgia are just kind of excited to see on-track events uh, taking place in Myrtle Beach. Rob would love to get both of us down there to kind of take that, take a peek with that at some point in time, perhaps this yeah, year. Absolutely. Yeah, but you know, again, that's yeah. kind of one of the continuations we're trying to support uh, with our Kenda racing and drift efforts is to try to support the grassroots driver. You know, we'll, we'll have some promotions and we'll do some fun things around it in conjunction with those three series, but. We try to work with the uh, with the grassroots level drivers because that's you know these are the people that are spending their own money, their own product, their own time putting stuff together. It's not a matter of you know dedicated fancy race teams, although we do that a little bit more on the truck side. But that we find a lot of good success and loyalty um, from that grassroots community. So that's kind of one of our ways that Kenda likes to give back and partner with series that are out there that are making it happen. So again, a couple on the East coast, one in the Midwest, and, and we're still working with more as we get more supply. I think next year we'll continue to expand that yep. uh, across the U S a little bit more too. So good stuff over here. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, you touched on a, a number of great things, you know, some of the things that stick out to me is, you know, when you say grassroots um, you know, that's really, it's something that you can't buy because when you're talking about grassroots, you're really uh, saying word of mouth. Yeah. Uh, we're doing things right down at the at the consumer level. And when the consumer embraces the product and they're speaking amongst one another, you know, it doesn't make a difference how much advertising money you're putting out there. Uh, there's something very powerful about having that grassroots support behind your brand. Yes. Um, you know, expanding the the uh, UTQG rating up to the 200 is fantastic news because obviously that will widen the audience for the uh, KR20A. And uh, I think you did a great job highlighting to uh, folks, you know, again, when we say premium performance at a value price, you know, we have some folks out there in Akron, Ohio, in our tech center 
that are doing some great work out there. And it's not just on the KR20A, but there's a number of other things that they work on, mm -hmm. uh, size additions, new products. Uh, I know that we have something uh, coming down the road that we'll be speaking about uh, in later episodes here. But uh, the folks out there in Akron, they do a fantastic job. And, you know, we truly are benchmarking the uh, key performance players that are out there in the marketplace. Um, you know, with that, Ed, you wrote, we've covered two ends of the spectrum today. We covered the off-road segment. We've covered drifting. But, you know, for the everyday, we have a great tire. It's our uh, Kenda Vesda, the KR205, our Grand Touring tire. And for the traction customers that are listening right now, uh, just a heads up, the KR205 will be on the Double Bucks uh, promotion coming up in April. So for the whole month of April, you'll earn uh, double earnings on the uh, Vesda Grand Touring KR205. Uh, with that, a couple reminders to our traction customers. Uh, if you've not already done so, please, please, please head on over to KendaTractionRewards.com. Uh, KendaTractionRewards.com. Com. It's our new website. It's the new platform for the uh, Kenda Traction program in 2021. Very important that you visit there, uh, even as an existing customer. Uh, you want to make sure that on your first go around, you're going to be asked to uh, update your password in the website. More importantly, you're going to be asked to provide some of your uh, credentials and uh, banking information so that we can continue to uh, provide you the uh, earnings uh, through the uh, traction program. Uh, what we're doing right now for the first quarter of 2021 is uh, all earnings are going to be issued via direct deposit. So again, that's why it's important that you visit the website, KendaTractionRewards.com and provide that information so that we can get that uh, payment, payment out to you. Like I said, for the first quarter, it will be a direct deposit. And then going into the second quarter and beyond, you'll be given the option if you uh, so desire to uh, earn your uh, traction rewards on a, a Kenda black card. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's great news for the dealers out there that like having the uh, earnings in the debit card format, but also a lot of uh, dealers out there that would rather have direct deposit. We now have that available to you as well. Uh, the other exciting news uh, that we've been mentioning, and it's worthwhile mentioning uh, once again, is that there's more money to be earned this year in the traction program. So yes. we're giving you one full dollar in cash right now for every Kenda tire that you purchase. If it's a passenger SUV light truck tire, it says Kenda on the sidewall. That's worth one dollar. You know, Ed, what we don't do is like some of the other programs out there. We don't slice and dice these uh, tires and say, well, this group over here is qualifying. This group over here is non-qualifying. Right, right. This group here is premium. That group, eh, maybe not so much. You know, that lends to a lot of confusion. So our program is very simple. Like I said, passenger SUV light truck says Kenda on the sidewall. You're getting $1 back. We've removed that co-op component. So in the past, that $1 was $0.75 cents cash to the pocket, $0.25 co-op accrual. For this year, we've decided we'll give you the full $1 in cash, which means that when we get to double dollars, instead of $1.50 cash in your pocket, you're now getting $2 at that opening level. So uh, I know a lot of dealers, the dealers that are really uh, keeping a watch out for those double dollar promotions, that's where they really start seeing the money add up. So uh, good stuff, exciting things happening, not only with product, 
as far as Kenda's concerned, but also the traction program continues to evolve and the enhancements that we're seeing only make it better for the uh, traction customers that we have out there. Ed, I, I think this is probably a good spot to uh, wrap things up today. Is there anything else uh, you want to bring up before we uh, call it a day? No, this is good. I mean, I, I think the one thing that I'm, I'm really seeing a lot of enthusiasm for, um, and I, I don't know if you guys have had this discussion on the, the podcast, I guess the last thing I would say to kind of wrap things up is I'm really excited to be, this is my second year uh, with Kenda, and actually this year marks my 10th on the manufacturer side of the tire industry, which is really probably like 30 years of any other career. But I would say the one thing that I noticed is uh, I did see, and I don't know, Rob, if you did, I, I believe you did, um, that modern tire dealer every year, their annual fax issue, they kind of put out a, uh, you know, who's who of, of tires and manufacturing and kind of looks at manufacturers, their market share, their overall volume, those kind of things. Um, what I noticed is, uh, you know, for us, for Kenda, you know, we're steadily moving up. So when you look at passenger, um, you know, we're, we're 1% and actually climbing market share, um, on the light truck side, we're about a 1.5% market share. And this year we're, we're on pace to, with just with the uptick of the excitement of the new products and the sales volume, we're reaching to have a 2% market share in, in that, uh, in that realm as well, which puts us on, on pace with many other, I mean, I won't throw it out there, but I mean, modern tire you can take a look at it and it definitely it's becoming, it's putting Kenda on the map on the automotive side is more of a household name. We're getting it out there. Uh, the conversations with dealers are that Kenda has become a much easier product to sell just because the, the newness of the products, the price point, mm -hmm. the quality, the comfortability they have of knowing how good the tires are. Um, it's really getting Kenda from being a less than a household name to really being more from the minds of our dealers, the ones who are like out there converting and making the sales. Um, it gives them a lot more uh, information, a lot more tools to work with just because we're getting to become a, a more popular brand. And I say all that just because the interesting thing was, uh, like you said, kind of hitting year two here, um, that when I first started that we were kind of lump summed in the quote unquote others category of all of the right. brands when you look at the top 25 and now you know we're, we're definitely moving up so kenda brand is very much growing and that comes from the efforts of our dealers so to those that are listening big thank you and a round of applause because you guys are the real mvps absolutely absolutely and you know with that i think we're going to uh, call it a day here i'm embarrassed to say it you know i don't have the uh, five o'clock whistle here with me i don't know where it is uh <laughs> We've been doing some renovations here uh, around the house uh, here and there. It's got lost somewhere in the shuffle. So uh, hopefully the next time around, I'll, I'll be able to make things official. But, you know, as always, want to thank the traction dealers uh, for all of your support and everything that you're doing. As Ed mentioned, you know, the the uh, market share there uh, continues to grow. And mm -hmm. a lot of that is uh, certainly uh, with thanks to the efforts of our traction customers that are out there selling the tire and promoting the tire to uh, to the consumer. So For sure. thank you again, KendaTractionRewards.com. If you haven't been there, take a visit in there. And uh, also KendaTire.com for the corporate website to uh, learn more. If you have any questions, you can always uh, uh, send us an email there and we'll be uh, happy to uh, help you with anything that you need. So Ed, until next time, uh, have a great weekend and uh, everybody be safe out there. Yeah, thank you guys. All right. Take care.